Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. With Molly and Haw. Bigs time. The Bigs Report. With Brad Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brad Bigs. Brad Bigs talks football with you. Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune and a longtime contributor to the station, as well as a valued friend. And he joins us now on the Score Hotline, which, of course, is powered by IBEW Local 9. Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Big Zay. Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? You know, we were we were talking about ex Bears, and uh, you know, Matt Nagy is ex Bears coach in the playoffs. Maybe the biggest matchup in this game is Dave Tobe going against John Harbaugh, right? Dave, of course, uh, a, a great special team coach, good friends with John Harbaugh. They both he was an assistant to John with the Eagles, and. Uh, and John Harbaugh goes to Baltimore as a head coach, and Dave goes to Chicago as a special teams coordinator, and now he's an assistant head coach and special teams guy. So that's a that's a neat little rivalry within the game here. Yeah, Dave Dave Tobe's so good at what he's doing. Uh, the Chiefs were able to stop a fake punt with only ten guys on the field last week at, uh, <laughs> at Buffalo. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are two guys that go. Obviously, way back, you know, there's a there's a ton of attention that's been paid recently to the uh, 2013 uh, Washington Redskins staff that continues to produce uh, head coaches, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, you know, on and on. Well, the, that Eagles team under Andy Reid has uh, produced a lot of head coaches as well. Ron Rivera was with Harbaugh and Tobe uh, in Philadelphia in that at that time. And, and there were many others that went on to success. Sean McDermott, obviously. So you see these, uh, you see these guys uh, run into one another and you know that they've got a background that in this case stretches, I mean, almost, almost 25 years uh, to go going back to when they started working together uh, in Philadelphia and and that's a I'm sure a fun little uh, subplot for them that they'll think about maybe um, at some point during the off season, but certainly not as the games approach this Sunday. Brad, as you look at the NFC Championship game, Lions and 49ers out there by the Bay, which is Brock Purdy more likely to do Sunday against that Lion defense? Throw three touchdowns or three interceptions? Oh, I'd say three touchdowns. That's the that to me. That's the weakness of the Detroit defense is the uh, secondary or or cornerbacks, and they've got one outstanding pass rusher in Aiden Hutchinson, and it really drops off after that. Aleem McNeil, I think he's back healthy now from a knee injury. Um, the defensive tackle can give him a nice push in the middle, but but they really lack a second um, threat off the edge after Hutchinson and combine that with, I think, what are some personnel issues there at corner. And I 
I mean, three interceptions, no way. Unless we're talking some fluky uh, tip passes, I don't see that happening. So I would go with the three touchdowns, although three touchdowns is going to be hard for the, him to come by because the 49ers seem to do uh, such a good job of running the football, right? They had 27 rushing touchdowns in the uh, regular season, so three would be a little extreme, although Purdy had 31. Yeah, I, I'm i going to say neither, but if I had to pick one, I'd go with the touchdowns. Yeah, um it's going to be it's going to be fun. This weekend should be a lot of fun. And there are I suppose lessons to learn, you know, listening yesterday when uh when you heard from uh Amon Ra St. Brown, uh Equinemius's uh brother, he said that they started winning late last year and here they are and kind of implying they're at the beginning of something. Um are the Bears on that track? That that occurred to me because they think they won a lot at the end of the year. Well, the Bears have to figure out the quarterback position, and so they're not on that track currently because they don't have the quarterback position figured out, in in my opinion. But the Bears, I believe they're trending in the right direction. And what's really interesting about really the Bears, the Lions, and the Packers is all three – or were among the top five youngest rosters in the NFL this past season, okay, this 2023 season. So we we know very well about the youth that the Bears have and where it's located and, and you know, the couple older guys that they've got. Well, the Lions have got the same thing going on. They've got young guys all over the place. And the Packers had the youngest roster uh, of all, and that tends to get – you know, overblown a little bit at times, but it just tells you, you know, the number of uh, guys that each of these teams have that could continue to grow here. If you're, if you're talking about the ability of a rookie going into year two or a second year player going into year three to kind of take these advances uh, in their career where they, they really become a better football player then you got something going on. It's going to be a really interesting division next season, and it'll be made more interesting if the Vikings manage to uh, re-sign Kirk Cousins. So the Bears' defensive coordinator job remains open, Brad. They interviewed Terrell Williams, Chris Harris, and Dave Organzi, I believe, the on-staff possibility. Also the report yesterday that Eric Washington on the Bill staff, who has – spent some time at Howells Hall on the Bears' defensive staff previously is getting an interview. What do you think uh, the latest of the latest there, and and what do you expect to happen next? Yeah, Eric Washington, a guy who originally joined the Bears, I think it was back in 2008 after he had worked at Northwestern. Like Eric has been around this area so long ago that Randy Walker – was the head coach uh, at Northwestern when Eric started uh, working for the Wildcats. So um, he's a guy that's going to have real knowledge of what Matt Eberflus wants to do scheme-wise because he worked under Lovey Smith, because he worked under uh, Ron Rivera, because he spent a lot of time with Sean McDermott. 
he's going to have a full understanding of what's in the playbook, uh, what the emphasis is, and why, and how it should look. And and Chris Harris, similarly, right? I mean, that's that's a guy who was who was playing for the Bears uh, back then, and and has been rising through the coaching ranks. Eric Washington um, has been a coordinator previously as well. He held that title uh, in Carolina. I think he got promoted after Steve Wilkes had become a head coach uh, and, and left the Panthers. So um, that's a that's an experienced guy who, to be quite honest with you, I, I'm a little surprised he hasn't had more than, than two years as a coordinator uh, to this point, uh, but a, a very respected uh, defensive line coach. Um, so here we are, and we're seeing all these positions fill, and, and you're looking around the league. The Bears will be getting their staff together pretty quickly. Um, have they – have have it, it's just sort of speculation time. I mean, there's all – everybody's got an idea of what move needs to be made, of how they need – are they really talking to anyone? Is it far too early in the process before you figure out – uh, what's available and what your options are. You're talking about what's available at, at free in, agency or in, in the, the draft, draft? In the draft, there's more rumors than there are. Um, it just oh, it yeah. feels just, like it's getting. You know, I think because so many people are releasing their first mocks, it's just getting to a point yeah. where everybody's got an idea and everybody's, but there is no real information, right? No, I th- I think. Well, the the teams have got a, a full college season of information, right? Like I would, I would venture to bet the Bears had four people go through USC this past season, and and I'm not talking about at a game. I'm talking about through the facility, um, maybe more. I, you're 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 sending area scouts in, you're sending national scouts in, you're sending cross-checkers in. So they're gathering information starting back in July, August, and and they were picking up stuff the year before as well. So they've they've got intel, and, and now it's digging deeper. It's evaluating everything you have and saying, okay, what questions does this information create for us that we want to learn more about? Where do we need to turn from here? And so I, I think you're kind of working through that process as you look ahead to the combine, which is just uh, I think that I think that's going to kick off four weeks from Monday, guys. So that's not too uh, far off. So you. are getting prepared for that and and then and then it happens quickly right because you've got combine you've got pro days where you can go out and see the guys on campus perform and then you've got the top 30 visits which will be really interesting um in the past and the bears have had some years here where they haven't had first round picks but out of the top 30 visits you can have 30 prospects come visit your facility before the draft in the past you look at it and a lot of it is like late round picks that they might be sorting through 
Uh, sometimes you, you bring in a maybe a late-round option who you'll, you'll try to uh, pitch like, hey, if, we, if we're unable to draft you, we might really like you as a uh, priority free agent. Isn't our facility great? Don't you like our coaches? Wouldn't it be awesome to pick us because it's the draft ends. These guys are free agents. They can go uh, wherever they want. This year, you would expect a whole bunch of these visits to be centered around pick one and pick nine, the two selections they have in the first round is they um, get all the material and time with these players, face-to-face time with these players that's going to be required to uh, for, for them to hit uh, back-to-back home runs in round one. All right, Brad, so on Thursday, Molly and I came in here and kind of had an airing of grievances about the Bears not getting Harbaugh and the Chargers hiring him. And that's past. We're over that. But today we come in and Bill Belichick is passed over in Atlanta. And you look around the head coaches and the ones who've been hired and, frankly, the ones who haven't, and it's been a very surprising offseason in that regard. What was your reaction to the Chargers hiring Harbaugh and the Falcons avoiding Belichick and the, and the qualified guy still out there on the market. Yeah, there are a couple a couple of things. You know, back a couple of weeks ago, when you're looking at okay, where could Harbaugh go? I think that Chargers job was the easiest one to connect the dots with because there's a quarterback in place that he can win with and win with quickly when he sorts through some of the issues that the Chargers have. And there's there's plenty of issues with that roster. Uh, but as everyone knows, getting the quarterback right is the most challenging thing. There's two openings remaining. Uh, because they're unfilled at this point, on the Friday going into championship weekend, you would assume both those clubs are probably targeting a guy that's still coaching, right? A guy that's with one of these four uh, remaining teams. Interesting. The real interesting one to me is Vrabel because I think he's been pretty well regarded and he's still out there. But I'll tell you what, the best thing for Mike Vrabel could be sitting out a year, could be kind of kind of doing what Mike McCarthy did. Mike McCarthy went in and had a little football lab uh, and he would um, study tape, bring people in and they'd go over tape together and just kind of get uh, different ideas did that for a year uh, if if Mike Vrabel wants to he can get Tennessee Titans money for the full season right be paid not to work mm-hmm. recharge his battery a little bit study up on the game maybe uh, network see what kind of staff you know and you'd have to think of it dozens of names like people that could come with me the next time I get a job because you don't know who's going to be loose and free, uh, and then put him in, put himself in a position where he could be potentially, you know, one of the most coveted guys at the beginning of the cycle uh, next year. I mean, there would be much worse ways that, that people could have to spend a year than potentially doing that. Brad, we talked earlier about the Bears running back position and Montgomery leaving and et cetera, and we talked about Dante Foreman, who – he kind of left in the middle of the night. I, I mean, I don't know how his season ended. There was like a cryptic tweet. He was no longer even looked at. And I, I don't even know 
what happened with that guy? Obviously, he's not part of this team. He's not coming back. Um, what what happened there? I think, I think Foreman was probably frustrated with lack of uh, opportunity there at the end of the season when everybody was healthy in the backfield, and he was sort of the odd man out. Remember, at, he was a healthy uh, scratch there, and he provided some value to him in the middle of the season. Yeah. Uh, certainly when Cleo Herbert was out, but you, you know, you look at the numbers, you look at, okay, well, what can these guys do? Foreman kind of limited as a pass catcher out of the backfield. I think they felt like uh, Herbert and Roshan Johnson could provide more there. And so those were the guys that were uh, getting the playing time and Herbert's obviously under contract uh, moving forward into this next season, Roshan Johnson was just a rookie, and uh, that's the way things kind of shook out. You know, I mean, Foreman, guys, he averaged 3.9 yards a carry, so uh, they weren't uh, they weren't putting a guy who was uh, just shredding defenses uh, on the shelf. All right, Brad, quickly, what are your picks this Sunday? I think Baltimore is going to win, guys. You look at how that Ravens team has played. Uh, throughout this season, and it's really been impressive the number of teams that they've beaten that have a winning record, uh, the way that offense is rolling, and and the defense like Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator there, he he could get the uh, one, one of these jobs that's uh, unfilled. He's done a fantastic job, so I think the Ravens uh, win at home uh, over Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs, and then it, it, to me, it's really difficult uh, to pick against San Francisco. Take a look at what the Lions have gone through lately, guys. The Lions haven't played outdoors very much in the second half of this season. Uh, 49ers uh, are, are going to be a really uh, t- tough out for them. I, I think San Francisco takes care of business. Great stuff, Brad. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Brad. Have a great weekend, guys.